0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Theatre Club Podcast. This is a sibling special. It's just Oscar and Alice.
1: Woohoo!
0: Where it should be. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Madeline and Ruby can be here today, but we did do a live record at one of our shows this week, so you will be hearing from them in this episode. Mm -hmm. It's a very exciting episode. We have Three Sisters that They Are Made of Theatre, which is directed by Rebecca Frecknell and starring Patsy Ferran, both from Summer and Smoke, which we loved. We also went to see All My Sons, which has just opened at The Old Vic, starring Sally Field and Bill Pullman. And Alice, you went to see The Price, another Arthur Miller play, starring David David Suchet. Suchet. But let's start with your top tip.
2: My top tip is also a sort of starry cast. It's got uh, Andrew Scott, who I hate to say he's like the hot ticket in town because, you know, Andrew Scott's been amazing for a long time. But he is the hot ticket in town at the minute because of his popularity on the TV show Fleabag, which just seems to be all anyone can talk about. He's in season
0: two, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. I haven't started watching yet.
2: So Andrew Scott is doing a show at the Old Vic called Present Laughter, which is a Noel Coward play. It's a very popular Noel Coward play. Present Laughter um, centres around a sort of um, eccentric celebrity, famous person called Gary Essendine. And Gary is a Um, egocentric, philandering sort of man, sort of never grew up, Peter Pan, having a midlife crisis. And it was written, I believe it's written in the 1930s and set in the 1930s. And I asked mum if she wanted to come and see this, and she was like, I've just seen a dreadful production of Present After. And I was like, okay. Amdram. Yeah, well I don't know if it was Amdram. I think it was at Chichester actually. I think it was at Chichester Festival Theatre.
0: Oh, that does ring a bell actually. So
2: I think, because it's an old-fashioned sort of period of its time. Yeah. I think if it if it's not done interestingly, perhaps it could be a little bit... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fluffy? There's a really good video on the Old Vic website with Andrew Scott and the director, Matthew Walchus. Do you pronounce that right, Oscar? Or Walchus. I don't
0: Walkus. know how you say it. Um,
2: and they're just talking about how they're going to make this... Um, their sort of interpretation and version and it sounds like they've had sort of approval and artistic license to sort of make some changes so I'm really excited to see what they're going to do and I think it's going to be very very funny so I think for people that want to go and see a play who perhaps don't like musicals don't know what to book. This would be a good one because it's going to be very funny. It's it's a play written for the audience. Mm-hmm. So present laughter is on at the Old Vic. It starts on the seventeenth of June. It runs until the tenth of August. So that's a really long run. Mm-hmm. So ticket availability is good. So let's talk tickets. Okay. So what we will probably do is the Pw. Are they call PwC.
0: Yeah, Price Waterhouse Cooper, Who were the ones that cocked up the Oscars. What? Price Waterhouse Cooper do the Oscar, or used to do the Oscar um, adjudication, and they did they, they mixed up <gasps> the envelopes for Moonlight and La La Land. Oh, I didn't know. So that. they've been fired, yeah.
2: But what are they like? A t- um,
0: Price Waterhouse Cooper are a banking firm, I think.
2: Oh, okay. Well, they PWC—that's what that stands for. Yeah, they sponsor it. Okay, so they have preview performance tickets, and they are ten pounds. They go on sale five weeks before opening night. So that date is, get your diaries out, the 13th of May. If you can, you know, get those tickets, do. They're £10, they're fantastic value.
0: Yeah, so you just go on the website. Oh, there goes uh, the Stone and Sirens. Um, you go on the website on that day. I think they're from 12 or 1 or basically just that morning. I can't remember what time. On the 13th. And then they'll just release for the first week of previews, which is when our one's at start
2: the 17th of June.
0: So from the 17th of June the first five performances they'll do tickets and they're all over the theatre like in the stalls in the circle really good seats yeah um, at a reduced price so
2: So obviously that's what we will be doing but for those of you who um, perhaps don't have time to log on or you know some people find it quite stressful yeah, doing you just stuff want to secure like that your tickets they just want to book advance. a ticket. Yeah. We can totally recommend sitting in the dress circle.
0: Oh yeah. These are the
2: best seats and they're at the very end of the row and they are 30 pounds.
0: They say um, there's a rail in your eye line. There
2: isn't. It's fine.
0: It's the smallest rail that's down at the edge of the circle that basically is a safety rail. But, I mean, it's really not noticeable, I don't think. And for the price reduction...
2: Oh, it's a fantastic view for £30. And I'd really recommend sitting there. However, if if £30 is still too much, if you go onto the side of the dress circle, right round to the side, you can get tickets for £15. You are slightly on the side, but, again, you're really close to the stage and for something like this I imagine it doesn't really matter if you're on the side because it's not a f- you know like a musical you want the front on yeah. full aspect of it I think um for a play perhaps it's worth doing a 15 pound ticket
0: yeah absolutely
2: so yeah everyone get booking present laughter
0: so on to our first review which is three sisters at the Almeida this is a Chekhov play of course which has been adapted by Cordelia Lynn and directed by Rebecca Frecknell of Summer and Smoke fame starring Patsy Farron so we did a little record live the four of us went to see it this week um, we did a little recording from the Almeida so we take you now to the Almeida Theatre so we're here at the Almeida Theatre for tonight's performance of Three Sisters which <laughs> has just begun its run this adaptation is by Cordelia Lynn so from what I've read it's, a lot of it is obviously the original kind of Chekhov and she's sort of added her own quite
2: a lot of swearing isn't there and fucks and shits and... Yeah, I mean, that could have
0: like... that, that been in the Chekhov. But yeah, she's definitely added her own kind of colloquial language. Yeah, we just sort yeah of, it I... seems
1: like it's been modernised a bit, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: I mean, do, do any of you guys know anything about Three Sisters?
1: It's not a Chekhov play I'm familiar with, I'm afraid.
0: No, me neither. So, I mean, what we've learned so far, we've watched the first half, we should say, it's about three sisters and their brother. They are living in a sort of provincial town, and they're basically longing for life back they're in Moscow. They're longing to return
1: to Moscow, aren't they? And then it's sort yeah. of like about their relationships and this sort of motley assortment of characters from the town that they're in. So it's sort of military men and their brother and his wife and then the doctor who lives downstairs. And, you know, so it's sort of like all their interactions and relationships and irritations. Yeah. and. Mm-hmm. I think
2: they're all completely captivating, the three yeah. girls. They're all sort of quite very different, but they're all kind of like... They're all kind of moody teenagers in a way. They're just a bit depressed and pissed off with where they live. Yeah. And they, just, they want to be in the big bustly city. That's, yeah, that's totally. the ongoing theme, yeah? What do you yeah. think, yeah. Al? It's like me growing up. Get me out of here. <laughs> where are the lights? Yep. So cold, it's so dark.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm really enjoying Pearl Chandra, who plays... Um, Misha? Misha, yeah. Masha. Masha. Is that the eldest one or is that the eldest Roast one? that's the middle one. And then our youngest sister, Arena, um, is played by Ria Zimirovich. How are we pronouncing
1: that? Zimirovic. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and she of course was um, Zuzu from Dance Nation.
2: Love. Yeah, so that's oh very recognisable.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm really liking this. The staging. It's a bit more. Yeah. It's quite sparse, like Summer and Smoke, but so far less. Um, it's a bit more static. Slick. Yeah and liking it they're using kind of lots of multiple versions of everything so he sat reading at a lamp and then the rest of the stage is covered with lamps or yeah. just loads of chairs like sort of multiplications of lots of simple bits mm. of scenery yeah. As ever
1: the lighting is on point it's yes. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful Who Such did our lighting? lighting?
0: Yeah, Jack Knowles, yeah the lighting is fantastic for this um, Yeah, I'm really liking it, I'm really looking forward to seeing where it's going to go, I'm really enjoying the performances so okay, let's run for a wee because it's worth saying it's an hour and 20 minutes each side of the interval so let's go do last minute wee and we'll be back after the next act Okay, bye. So we have finished the Three Sisters. We've um, done it! We've done it, It, it's a long play. (laughs) It's a
2: marathon! There were two really small children in there, and when they came out, they said to their mum, How long
1: was that? Yeah. I found the second half really like flew by for me though. I found it really really it gripping. I thought it was wonderful.
0: Yeah, I got very involved in the second half as well. It all kind of great come... scene
2: change, wasn't there? When... Yeah, oh, that, was, that, was, that was The tight choreography of that was incredible. Yeah, I yeah. It all kind it. of comes Lights. to a head a bit more in the second mm, half, which yeah. is often
0: what you want. Obviously, thematically, it kind of just carries on. They're all still searching existentially for, you know, what's the meaning of life. But I felt like we got somewhere with the characters. Mm. There was a oh, bit definitely. of development and yeah. drama. There was
1: quite a lot of drama. Um, a lot of angst quite a lot of heartbreak but um, yeah I just thought it was I found it really just gripping I felt the,
2: the last 20 minutes for me it was a bit like let's get to it now let's get to the point let's we know what's going to happen I didn't know really. you, d- oh, you knew that you know I'm an idiot I watch these things completely oh, wide eyed no mean- you kind of you could see the arc that was going go to happen but then it was that way it was like as I said to Ruby we're coming out
1: Chekhov nothing if not upbeat <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fairly depressing. Is you know, it's all of them searching for you know why are we here? We're not here for anything. Everything means nothing. But um, yeah, I quite liked it. I, I love li- some
1: of the staging. I mm. loved the bit like when um the barons talking to arena and she's got the blanket on her head and stuff oh like yeah there are so was many quirky. and when yeah. andre was talking to i think it was olga and i think it was arena again and they both had their backs to him and were sort of wrapped in the blankets yeah. again and all the sort of the way that they use small things like that and the um sort of where people were positioned on the stage i thought was brilliant
0: yeah I think she's a really good director and we got some more comic relief in the second half I thought as well from um, Masha's husband Oh, I've
2: what they did. Um, the i yeah. just
0: realised I left my programme in the theatre so I'm going to oh. have to I'll name check him later okay. um, because I thought he was really great and he, he delivered that comedy was. It was, it was yeah, at one point him.
2: I got a wee bit lost thinking it's his voice isn't it? Yeah. I just kept thinking I was like who are you? Wish we'd had more Patsy More Patsy Yeah things. it was, it was quite Patsy light Patsy. really
0: I mean when she was on I thought she was brilliant and she just her reactions were so great in that kind of last scene I was watching her face her face is so great to watch yeah
1: there were other things I loved I really loved the way that they used the colours for each character as well mm. in terms of their costumes Yeah, and that each one of them had their own colour which sort of kind of symbolised something about their character yeah. as well I thought like Masha in the black you know kind of being depressed and yeah. Marina in white you know. and they had and a great reaction, reaction.
2: I felt at the end everyone had a really good yeah. reaction when everyone came on stage it seemed like everybody really enjoyed it yeah. everyone stood but that's not very Almeida. No, it's is not it? very Almeida. Yeah. It's a tough crowd. It's
0: also a check off. It's not a really sort of thing that you're right. like on your feet for the uh, convoluted existential convoluted. crisis that we are all a just lot of and yeah, yeah, I thought Toby Jones really...
2: was there. Just a oh, little I saw, t- that I saw Toby James, first, yeah. And yeah. he was raising his hands above his head when he was clapping. I was, um, a... was he. Oh,
0: well, hat. that's a seal a hat, of approval if there was one. It
2: was a five star high clap. I was saying Ruby last night. We missed Rachel Vice was here. I know.
0: Everyone wants to come see Olivia Wardwin and Patsy Farron. Yeah. And I it's think, you know, well, you come for the Patsy and you stay for the rest of the cast because they, they were all so good. I thought that whole cast, just like Summer and Smoke, mm, um, yeah. that yeah. cast with, with Rebecca Fecknell's direction, yeah. they're just like, I thought they were spot on. Yeah. So, yeah, The Three Sisters runs at the Almeida till June 1st, so there's plenty of time to come and see it. And I just think I, I'm really happy that I've seen a Chekhov play. It's first. Well, actually, not the first one I've seen. It's the first one I've seen for a long time. It's the first one i have ever seen the three sisters, and I'm really glad that I've seen this production. Me
2: too. Ticked, um, ticked it off the list. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I just
0: think anyone that's interested in theatre needs to see see one of Rebecca Frecknell's productions because yeah. I think yes. they're really, mm. I think they're just really um, involving and kind of stylish so sort of in a stripped back way. I yeah. mm.
1: So, so smart. But
0: bearing yeah, in mind
2: that that's how many nights has this run been on now? Three.
0: No, I think it's been on it's about a week. a week. A week, yeah.
2: That was slick.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like,
2: that's what I think the Almeida does very, very well. It's so polished. Uh, You're yeah. delivered yeah. a very polished product. And yeah. And
0: yeah. the cast is all like, the casts they get here are always top notch. Those right. actors were just brilliant. And yeah, I think that's a really, just if you like theatre, that's definitely, definitely come and check it out. And like we always say, the tickets here are really, really reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Start from £10.
0: Yeah. So get booking. It's until June 1st. Um, and until next time, back to studio. (laughs) So here we are back in the studio or Alice's flat to be precise. And I have made a cocktail inspired by the three sisters. So too bad Ruby and Madeline aren't here to try it. (laughs) But this is called, I thought, well, what else can I do other than a vodka, vodka cocktail? Because of course, check off. So this is called the... When will we go back to Moscow Mule? Because <laughs> obviously the whole show Cheers, cheers. is about their pining for Moscow. When will we go back to Moscow? Mm. And so I've made the classic Moscow drink, the Moscow Mule, which is vodka. Not Russian vodka, because I can't remember if we're still boycotting Russian vodka. I Why just, are
2: we boycotting Russian vodka?
0: I can't remember. Just when I lived in Brighton, Brighton Pride always used to boycott Russian vodka. So I've used Grey Goose vodka, which is French. Um, so it's Grey Goose vodka, ginger beer fresh lime, and mint, just a classic Moscow mule for a classic Russian play. Yeah, I think we all really enjoyed Three Sisters, didn't we? I've thought about it quite a lot since we saw it a few nights ago. Mm. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Have you not, not quite as keen?
2: I did enjoy it, but I didn't... It's not just... It's, I don't think it's a play that I that's, it necessarily stuck with me, not like All My Sons, which we're about to talk about next, you know, which... which I have thought yeah. about a lot since. Yeah. I did enjoy Three Sisters for the performances, I but not for the to say, play the performances itself.
0: Performances are great, and just to mention the people we didn't mention, it was um, Elliot Levy um, was the played the husband of Masha. Oh, he was he brilliant, was so funny, and I also really loved Lois Chim- Chimimba who played Natasha, who was the Scottish. Actress, I thought she was so infuriating as Natasha, which she has to be. Her character was so like neurotic. unlikable, yeah. And I thought she did that so perfectly. I thought everyone was great. I thought Andre, um, I Freddie, did. Meredith was really good. Yeah. I thought just everyone in it was great. So yeah, I think the performances have stayed with me a lot. But like you said, it's not quite. It didn't quite have the story drive that all my sons had. Oh, so God. let's move on to all my sons, which is our next review, which we saw last night at the Old Vic Theatre. Now you've seen this. Two different productions of All My Sons. I had never seen it before.
2: I know, so I was so so excited watching it with you because I was thinking, oh my god, he's just about to watch this epic family drama unfurl and he has no idea what's coming. You know, you're sort of, let's just talk a little bit about what it's about. It's sort of set in, um, is it like middle America in the 1940s? Yeah, 1947. 1947, and you're um, with this. sort of a working class family that have done well and they're very big in the community and they've got neighbours they're all in each other's pockets they have a a sort of gambling night once a week um, and people really respect this family and want to do them favours somebody comes over to do her hair one night when they're going out people come and mow the lawn for them Mm. they've sort of I think because of their, their money status and also they um they own a big Uh, factory business there they have got a lot of respect and then you find out that one of their sons has been um lost at war and the mother played by the legend that is sally field is um it's been three years and she's refusing to acknowledge that he's not coming back her other son has um moved on as has the father but she is um, sort of deteriorating, really. She's not well. She's not yeah. there for the first sort of 20 minutes because she's not woken up yet. She doesn't sleep. Yeah. He says, the husband says that she's worn out her bedroom slippers. She walks around all night. Mm-hmm. And the, the girl next door has come back. She's called Anne, and she has come back to um, see the brother. There's sort
0: of... And she used to be in a relationship... With, with the brother that's gone missing, Larry. Larry.
2: Mm. So they're sort of going to tell the parents that they're together, but obviously Sally Fields, the mother, is...
0: Well, she thinks Larry's going to come home, so... She's we'll...
2: like, you're La- you're Larry's girl. Yeah. And Anne's like, you know, I said goodbye to Larry a long time ago. Yeah. And she's saying, no, you've got to still believe that he's still there. Yeah. And as the play goes on, a lot of, co- you know a lot of complex underlying history gets unraveled it's so clever isn't it it's
0: such a well-written play I mean that's not a surprise obviously Arthur Miller is a famous playwright for a reason but I've never seen this play and just the way that everything it's so cleverly written the way you're introduced to everyone often in a play someone comes across and they sort of announce who they are so that we all understand like oh hi hey, uncle, whatever, hey, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, so you kind of, this doesn't really do that. You sort of, so for maybe five minutes, you're thinking, wait, who's Anne? Mm-hmm. Is she their daughter, I was thinking, because she's mm-hmm. staying. But they clever, and you know, but he doesn't tell you right away. Gives you five, ten minutes, and then through a more naturalistic piece of dialogue, you realise who she is. Yes. You realise who everyone is. They don't, Nothing sort of spelled out for you in a lazy kind of, oh, we've got to introduce this character and explain to the audience right away who they are. All these relationships slowly piece together and you slowly, it's just so cleverly done. It would be like
2: if you were sitting around a dinner table and you didn't have the opportunity to ask a family who everybody was. And so you just listened in and then you kind of, oh, right, you're the matriarch, you're the You'd you'd kind of understand the dynamics of everybody. So it is something that you do need to concentrate on. You know, it's not, it isn't Hmm. going to be signalled for
0: you. But it's also not confusing. It's not like one of those plays where you're desperately trying to work out who people are. If you're you're involved, which you are because it's so well written, everything comes to you at exactly the right time. It's so well paced. And the way the story unfolds, I was just like totally gripped. And considering it all happens in one location, it's just in their backyard, they're sort of sat out on the porch in the backyard. The way that in that one location all this stuff happens and the fact that you're gripped by it is quite amazing.
2: It's fantastic, isn't it?
0: And the performances were brilliant, obviously. I thought Jenna Coleman... Um, I didn't, I'd didn't. totally forgotten Jenna Coleman was in it, because obviously Sally Field and Bill Pullman are the parents and they're the big stars, so I'd kind of forgotten that she was going to be in it. And I thought she was... It took me a couple of minutes to realise that's so, who it was. So
2: Jenna Coleman was um, in Victoria...
0: Oh you're on ITV, and she's also in um, Doctor Who.
2: I really enjoyed her performance, she was so convincing, she had such conviction, Yeah, and she was, you know, the character of Anne, she's quite forthright,
0: and... Yeah, she is, isn't she, when she has those conversations with the mum that are a bit awkward and uncomfortable, she's not like, she doesn't. she says, you know, I don't like to fight, but she'll also stand her ground, she's not a pushover, but she's not forceful, she's it's quite a lot of dynamics in that performance I think, Yeah, that you I've, have to play. Yeah, I
2: really enjoyed her performance of it. Another performance that I just want to quickly mention was The Neighbor Bessie Carter. So she oh, was yeah. the neighbor that had, had the three babies.
0: Yes, I liked her.
2: I really enjoyed her performance. She was so all-American, wasn't she? Yeah. But just kind of believable and young and Yeah. um I, and it was quite interesting cuz that her the way she p- portrayed that um her role, was how, when I saw Zoe Wan- Wanamaker playing the mother, Yes, that's how Zoe Wanamaker did it. It was very different to how Sally Fields did it. Zoe Wanamaker okay. was more, I'm a matri... Yes, she was fragile and obviously extremely disturbed that, about her son, her heart's broken and mm-hmm. she's not dealing with it, but she was more um, plucky and more kind of like, come on Joe. everyone come in for the. thing that she was more... Yes.
0: Whereas Sally Field was definitely playing it more as in, like, you could see she was quite a shell of who she used to be. And
2: I think, actually, now that I've seen two
0: different... shows you what you can do with the same production acted in different ways, you know, by great actors as well. Yes. But how they can do it totally differently. And that's what you want when you go and see a play like this.
2: Yeah. Um, It was just... It's so good, isn't it? just
0: loved it. What a production. The set was really great. Um, Big, big set and kind of very realistic, this garden, I thought. And the lighting was beautiful. Um, I kind of want to talk more about the story but I, no. I won't because I'd never seen it before and the way it all unfolds I think you've just got to go and see it. You said to me
2: before we went in is there anything I need to know and I said nope.
0: No it'll all be it'll all be spelled out for you and it'll all unfurl in an amazing way but yeah so there's lots of nuances with the story that are so interesting that we did talk about after we saw it but we won't talk about those, I don't think. If you know what the emotional punches are, then they're not going to land like punches kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. you've got to...
2: Oh, well said.
0: Speaking of emotional punch and one being almost ruined, (laughs) was right at the end of, towards the end of the play, the sort of titular line is uttered. Like there's, you know, the moment in the play where you understand why it's called that, where a character uses the expression of all my sons. And it's, it's quite an important moment in the play because you're like, oh, you get the title of the play. As Bill Pullman is sort of delivering this line, someone's goddamn phone goes off. I mean, no. And Give it wasn't me the first strength. one. It was not the first one in that play. I heard I heard another phone actually go off, and I heard quite a few buzzes of phones that were on vibrate, which, like you were saying last night, is actually kind of worse than a phone ringing.
2: Yeah, because a phone ringing, you're like, how embarrassing for you. Now you can sit there in the shame of that. You've forgotten to turn your phone off. And it's actually, you know, there's no way yeah. you'd have let that happen. It must be mortifying. And hopefully you'll never do that again. The people that actually have gone to put their phone on silent, but it's still vibrating. Yeah. It's that kind of half Just too lazy of
0: like, oh, I'll tap silent. I won't check that the vibrates off as it's well. It's like, no
2: one will hear that in the bottom of my bag. And I think, um, well, maybe you haven't been to the theatre and heard a dramatic pause where a pin could drop. And then we hear the...
0: So rude. Anyway, rant over. Other than that, it was such an amazing night at the theatre. If anyone wants to see a class, you know, if they haven't seen All My Sons, or even if you have, this is such a good production. And I'm having, just, yeah, I'm still ha- just thinking about having
2: it. Having Sally Field do that role as well is huge. Like, I don't know when the last time she came, should we tell, does everyone know who Sally Field is?
0: Sally Field is amazing. She was in Mrs. Doubtfire, which is probably what people know her from a lot. As she the played mother. the mum. She's also two-time Oscar winner for um, what she won her first one for Norma Rae, and then she won her second one, which is when she did her famous Oscar speech, which is famously misquoted. It's oh yeah, there. tell me about that. So it's always quoted as you know, like in so many. You like me. You, you really, really like me. me. Which is not what she said. What did she say? She said, "You like me right now. You like me,"
2: which means something completely different. Yeah, I think. Well,
0: yeah, I think it was to do with the fact that when she won her first Oscar, she used to be on like a TV show uh, called The Flying Nun and Gidget, where she was like, so she wasn't taken seriously as like a film actress. She was a a Uh... TV star, like you know, like a Sabrina, the teenage witch of her time. Yes. And then she got her Oscar for Norma Rae, and then she was just sort of—I've heard her interviewed saying that she kind of—that was all such a blur. And you can fall in and out of favour in Hollywood Mm. so quickly. So I think when she won her second Oscar, she was just saying, I really want to like savour it this time because tomorrow Mm. I could be, you know, this could be it for me. Like my career could be over again. Like, so her point was like, in this moment, I want to savour that right now you like me.
2: You really like me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but she never said you really like me. She said you like me. Right Right now now, you like you like me. So she's just like, I want to remember that I won this. And the, so I think it was just the ups and downs some, of Hollywood career she's just like so in this moment you idiot like
2: co- comedian probably made that joke
0: once and misquoted then, her and now that. it's always turned into she, a misquote she did a like, series of, sort of phone adverts in the late 90s in which she did the misquote herself you like me, you really like me that's just what it's through popular usage that is what it is, you like me, you really like me she's
2: also very good in Brothers. Uh, hey, so Brothers, and Sisters. Brothers
0: and Sisters that was a great TV show
2: really good TV show
0: She's just a really good actress. Forrest Gump, she was in. Oh, she course. played the mum in Forrest Gump. Of course. Um, yeah, she's just really good. And I saw a film recently called My Name is Doris that she was in, which Ooh. is like a little kind of indie comedy sort of thing where she thought she works in an office. She's a little old lady, falls in love with a much younger guy. Um, yeah, she's just really great. I just thought she was brilliant. So the chance to see her in this amazing production... I would fully recommend, so...
2: So Arthur Miller, um, sorry, so All My Sons is on at the Old Vic until the 8th of June, so you've got a fair bit of time to see it. Yeah. Let's talk about tickets. There are um, a few dates when you could probably get the £30 seats where we were sat.
0: At the edge of the... Edge of
2: Row C on the dress circle. You were going to have to click through a lot of dates. Yeah, I mean, your Mondays
0: these. or Tuesdays are probably going to be better. I always find to look at those first because they're quiet nights. But, but
2: right right round the side of the dress circle, like I was saying in my top tip, if you go right round the side, you can get £15 tickets mm-hmm. to be on the front row. And I was looking at those seats when we were in the performance, and I thought, yeah, I'd sit there. You'd, get best, you'd be able to see the expressions more. On their face. And the whole um, play... Is acted from the front, so you, you're not going to yeah. miss anyone doing things at the no, back. No, they're
0: in a big open garden. Yeah. and you'll sit in the middle. There's no like going into rooms or round corners. There, you'll see everything. Yeah,
2: so I think I'd be totally recommending dress circle right around the side. Fifteen pounds for those yeah. tickets, and there are, I've checked, and there are still some available. And today, ticks are doing an exclusive offer: twenty-five pounds to sit on the front row. You need to enter the lottery, and you can win up to two tickets.
0: That's a daily lottery from ten a.m. and then you're. at Alerted a couple of hours before the show whether you've won or not. Also, there are day seats in person at the box office for £25 on a first come, first serve allocated by the box office from 10am. Mm-hmm.
2: So, from one Arthur Miller play to another Arthur Miller play, I've been to see The Price with David Saucier at Wyndham's Theatre mm-hmm. and I felt like I really wanted to see this because obviously we're going to see death of a salesman later this year Arthur Miller all my sons this week
0: we've seen the American clock
2: seen the American clock this year I'm sort of having like an Arthur Miller moment
0: is it a centenary or something because there's been is it a coincidence that we've got so many Arthur Miller plays in London this year Hmm. what year is it doesn't look like it he was born in 1915 died in 2005 maybe not we're just lucky I guess (laughs) just lucky
2: and a little bit like Chekhov I suppose I think it's I like. I kind of get like a weird satisfaction from saying, "Oh yes, I've seen the cherry orchard. I've seen yeah, a same. version of it." Yeah, there's you know certain I shows you got to see. Yeah, yeah, kind of just to say, just so that when people reference them in life, in films, you have a, an understanding of what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so, what's the price about? I don't know anything about this one.
2: It's very similar to all my sons, and it's set in one location. Um, it's set in a sort of old house full of. Um, furniture, um, antiques, and two of the sons um, that are left from their parents dying have been left uh, the house and all its possessions. And one of the sons gets a evaluator, played by David Suchet, to come and price up. Oh, okay. It's one of those plays that I felt like it kind of at The very beginning, you aren't really sure where this is going to go, and then his wife comes in, who was played by um Sarah Stewart, who was fantastic. I would see her again in something. She, I totally believe that she was this wife, and she's sort of got her own issues that you sort of find out later on. Anyway, I think you should go and see it. I think you'd really enjoy it, Oscar.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to try and see it. So, basically, got a week don't so night no, it closes on April say April twenty seventh.
2: It closes on April twenty seventh. Okay. Now what I did in terms of tickets is I mm-hmm. got to the box office quite late. Usually we get there at nine. We got there at I got there at nine thirty. Box office opened at ten. I was the fifth in the queue. And what they're doing, and I love this, and I wish more theaters would do it. Instead of doing the usual, here's our day seat allocation. You know, we're doing the front row of the stalls, we're doing the back row of the mm-hmm. dress or whatever. They just sell whatever is left. Um, yeah at 25 pounds at, yeah. at their discretion so i got premium seats which are the 60 to 80 pound ones usually at that theater Second row of the dress center
0: <sighs> amazing oh I'm my god do it, it was
2: fantastic and that was 25 pounds but you could also do it to day ticks um they're also doing a lottery okay
0: do you know. so you
2: could do that yeah oh interesting
0: okay yeah. i'm definitely gonna try and see it
2: god i just feel so enriched at the minute
0: yeah, we've had that's been a really good week for plays as well. I know we do a lot of musicals on this because I love musicals especially, but that's three great reviews for three plays that are on and at the I'm, moment.
2: And I'm really glad that my top tip this week has been a play mm. because I've had like quite a few text messages recently from my friends asking me for plays ideas, um, for plays to go on dates because they don't want to take their straight bows to see yeah. a musical, which I mean, I'll move on from that point. It's really irritating. Um, but um, so they're like, oh, what place should I go and see? And obviously you think, oh, you know, all about Eastgate. But the problem is with those is that they are sold out yeah. or the tickets are extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. Which is why I urge people, please pre-book things for £15. Pounds. Find a date nearer the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just get yeah. these things booked in. There's no point asking me a week before your date what play you should go and see, really. Yeah, Try and good. get these things peppered throughout your year and then find a date to suit that time yeah. of year.
0: Perfect. Um, so let's just talk about a musical then really quickly because <laughs> we can't not talk about one. Um, just tell us about the the Sweet Charity, which we're going to see Sweet Charity next week, I believe. It's just oh, opened yes. at the Don Mart, but they've done a kind of cool bit of casting.
2: Yes, yeah, so the, for the role of Daddy Brubeck.
0: Brubeck. He sings. Um, it's they go to. He's like a religious cult kind of leader. It's just one scene in the show where they go and he sings the song "Rhythm of Life," which is probably one of the most kind of famous songs from the show, and it's kind of a hit in and of itself because Sammy Davis Jr. played it in the film, oh. and so it's kind of a Sammy Davis Jr. song almost, "The Rhythm of Life."
2: So what they've done is they've. Um... They've cast multiple actors to play this role on different dates throughout the run of Sweet Charity, and I mean, there's some amazing casting in here. Mm. And just the one that I'm most excited about, because on this show we love Beverly Knight. Who doesn't love Beverly Knight? Who doesn't love Beverly that Knight? Voice. So she will be performing the role on the week of the 6th of May. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, we were devastated when we realised that yeah. that wasn't the date that we were booking. But we've still got great casting because we're seeing...
0: Adrian Lester, mm-hmm. who's really good. He's done, um, he's done musicals before he did...
2: We've seen him in a couple of things, actually. Yeah, and he
0: did Guys and Dolls last year at the Royal Abbott Hall and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to him. I think he'll do a great job. And like I said, it is just one song. But obviously it would be great to hear Bev sing it. it but really would. I think he's going to be great. Also, Legato Chocolat, who's really, um, he's like a sort of performance artist. You oh, must yes. have seen him with the big glitter beard. Yes. He was in um, the Threepenny Opera, actually, when we went to see that at the National. So I think he's going to do something cool with it. Then there's Clive Rowe as well, who's a sort of West End, you know, legend. He's done all sorts. Um, and then there's more to be announced, right? That only takes us up till...
2: Oh, maybe May.
0: so I think they said further casting to be announced there might be a few mm. more people stepping into that role
2: it was a top tip of ours to book the show but if you haven't booked the show um, I had a look on the website there are still some seats available they're very reasonable you can sit on the front of the dress circle for 40 pounds and um, you can there are some other seats in the stalls for 55 if you're wanting to push the boat out
0: yeah so the might also do what's called their claxon which um, a tickets in The stalls and The Circle that are released every Monday at noon. So you can sign up to the Claxon mailing list for a reminder about these or just log on on a Monday at noon and that's for the sort of coming weeks shows. Then they're also doing something called Sweet Fridays. We will run a ballot for anyone under 26 to attend a show for free. Um, so how do you do that? You enter the ballot, yeah, just go onto the website, onto Don Mar Sweet Charity, scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll see all the information there. So if you're under 26... Um, you can get free tickets.
2: Lucky. I know, right?
0: And yeah, or do the klaxon on a Monday at noon. They release a load of tickets for the following week. So like a rush kind of ticket thing. So it's, you definitely can get tickets to it. Um, but obviously we'll have a full review in the next episode of Theatre Club Podcast. Woohoo. So until next time, thank you very much for listening to Alice and I today or Alice and me, sorry. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Theatre Club Podcast and on Twitter at Theatre Club Pod. Please go onto iTunes and subscribe or wherever you get your podcasts from and why not leave a rating and a little review if you like.
2: And if there's anything you'd like tips on, want to know what to sit, want to know what refreshments are available, want to know where you should go for dinner beforehand theatre, please Instagram us and send us a message.
0: And until next time, bye.
2: Fare thee well.